Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Peace Out Podcast. This is my first guest episode. This is my good friend and roommate, Abby. Uh, we had a really good talk about her journey uh, and her spirituality and her interest in spirituality as well as music. Uh, she's enrolled in school for music theory right now, so she has a lot to say about that. Uh, this is just going to be a quick little intro. I do want to plug uh, the usual things. Uh, my Patreon page is up. I did realize that I never gave the link for that in my last intro uh, or episode at all when I was talking about it, but the Patreon link is patreon.com slash peaceout. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show there, that'd be awesome. Uh, my tarot readings are also always open. Um, sliding scale, pay what you can. I start at $20 for a 30-minute session. Um, more or less we can negotiate uh but yeah this is gonna be a quick little intro just wanted to promote a couple things and introduce honestly my favorite episode that i've recorded so far uh we had a really good talk and i hope you guys enjoy it bye of the Peace Out Podcast. Today is my first episode with a guest. This is my roommate, beautiful human being, Abby. What's up? I'm Abby. I've been friends with Sam for a couple, only a year now, actually. Abby is very into music. She is a music major. She's trying to teach music theory and band, right? Mm -hmm. um, she's also very into spirituality. So... I guess just tell us, how did you start off with spirituality? Where did it all start for you? So actually growing up, I have a cousin who's uh, 10, 12 years older than me, and she is a very devout pagan. Um, so when I was like 11, I went to her hand fasting ceremony, um, and we would, she would send me Yule gifts instead of Christmas gifts. and. We would do different stuff like that. So I was always kind of around it, but I didn't really know that I was interested in it until I got my first tarot reading when I was probably 15, I think. And I was in this relationship that I didn't realize was toxic, but was very quickly going downhill. And I got a tarot reading that... Um, Who gave you this reading? Uh, it was actually a girl that I'd grown up with. Uh, we went to karate together for like... 10 or 12 years and mm -hmm. her mom was a tarot reader like she like did it for the family and like did it for people around town and stuff Very cool. um yeah super cool girl um her name was bella she did this reading for me and she, the first card she pulled was the devil card and my boyfriend at the time was a capricorn and also you know being kind of terrible um and she pulled the three of swords and a couple other things and it was just this very like 
spot on reading about how I was in a position being abused by a man and I was letting my own will like go under to his and all of this stuff and I was like holy crap this is there's something to this um and then I I got a deck and I started kind of kind of going with it what um were you raised in any particular faith or spirituality and is that separate from what you practice now in a big way or how was that how was that growing up um so until I was like eight, me and my mom lived on my grandparents' couch. Um, and my grandparents were very, very Methodist. So I, from as early as I can remember, was like drilling the Lord's Prayer every night until mm. I had it memorized. Um, and like going to church and at least twice a week. And was it just non denominational Christianity or? Uh, it was Methodist. It was a Methodist oh, yeah, church. Yeah. Um, and that was crazy, and I was kind of terrified the whole time. The whole thing about it was that I was scared that I was going to go to hell. Hmm. Um, and I did not vibe with that. And so by the time I was like 12 or 13, I told my parents that I didn't, I wasn't Christian. I didn't believe it, but I didn't really have anything that I was like following at the time until I found. The spirituality that I have now, I guess, and that was a really long process. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I definitely the way that I grew up made me very opposed to Christianity and very opposed to the one God controlling everything and predetermining everything because it was just kind of terrifying yes. my whole childhood. <laughs> Especially a very patriarchal god yes yeah that was being a young woman yes that was a lot of that was a big stress because you know i get told that there is a man controlling everything that happens and it's like oh yes especially with the woman especially with this tarot reading that you got that started you off being that that kind of being the theme of a man controlling you uh the devil card very very shadow capricorn energy yeah i had never really thought about that but that definitely was like it was very anti-patriarchal that like i based a lot of my like founding views on um i always had a problem with like my biggest problem with sexism and racism is that i don't understand why everyone can't see that we're all made of the same things Mm -hmm. and we are all the same thing Mm -hmm. And exactly. that's just always been my, like, view on it. And I've just never understood why people could be so, like, hateful. Yeah. So, towards that. Yeah. Well, where did it go from there past the tarot reading? How does your story evolve? Um, from there, I kind of spent a couple of years just not... Not a couple of years. I spent a couple of months not really knowing what I believed, but knowing that that tarot reading had given me, like something that I'd never had before. It gave mm-hmm. me actual insight and actual connection. Yes. And so I knew I needed to go further with that. And so I got myself a tarot deck. And the process of finding a deck took me like four months. Mm. Wow. Um, just because like I wanted to make sure it was an art style that I vibed with and it was representing all of the energies in a way that like I could feel and understand. Um and I finally got mine. It's the Mystic Mondays set. And it's awesome. And it's 
the one that I've had for three years now, two years now. Um, Every time I see that deck, I think of you. Whenever someone else uses it, it feels very attuned to you it, for me. Right? I, I love, I feel like it really just sits with my energy so well, and it took me a long time to find it, but it was worth it, because, like, I don't think I, I've heard other people be like, oh, I picked the wrong deck, I need to get a different one for my first time, and I really think I just, like, got a good one. I think a lot of people don't do nearly that much research at least I didn't. When I got my first deck, mm-hmm. I went on Amazon and found the first one that I liked. And luckily, it was in an art style that I very much enjoyed. And I have a very quick connection with it. But I did not give that much thought nearly getting my first deck. I, I think that also has to do with my views on music and how important music is to my life. That any artistic expression has meaning and has power behind it and i Mm -hmm. had to like find the one that really spoke to me yeah in a sense that like i was going to be merging my energy with it and using my energy through it like it needed to be something that resonated with me really well yeah i totally agree um and then from there i spent like a few months just going one by one through all of the cards and trying to learn what they meant and i would just like sit down with like all of the cups and I'd lay them all out and I'd meditate yeah. over each of them it's a very good that's I'd exactly like... what I did uh, sorry to interrupt did you buy your own deck or did someone buy it for you that's a very big thing with a lot of people I, I bought my own I did um, too I know that a lot of people have a thing about being like given your first deck yeah I disagree I, if you can find a connection with it, I don't think it matters too much. Right, that's what, like, I feel like I found a really good connection, and you can mm-hmm. find that connection for somebody else, in yeah. my opinion. I think if you're a little bit more spiritually sensitive and connected to the people in your life, you can definitely make a good decision with which deck to get them, but I, I'm very new-agey and very chaos-magic-y in the way that, like, I don't think that there needs to be too many rules around it if it feels good and that's a very like traditional witchcraft thing i think that's and more of a yeah. more of an old an older paradigm that's that definitely how i kind of run they like as long as it feels good and it mm-hmm. feels right then it's okay because you'll feel it if it's wrong mm-hmm. and you have to just be in tune with yourself enough to to go with that and listen to it i agree um uh, you were you were talking about laying out each of the suits of the minor arcana, which is something that I also did. Yes, that was that took me a very long time. I had the easiest time with swords, which yeah. um, I'm pretty sure is the air. Suit. Yes, yeah, that is. and I'm an air sign. You are an Aquarius, correct? Um, yes, very and cool. I just like the swords were the easiest for me to pick up. The Queen of Swords has always been like my card that like if I draw that I know like I'm doing I'm doing good if I draw that something's right yeah and like I'm in tune with myself um so I guess I guess that was kind of my first like deity was yes. the queen of swords that was my first cool. deity yes very cool um, deity in the sense of an energy that is almost separate from you that represents something in a archetypal way 
not necessarily I mean yes necessarily being something that you worship as a deity I'm just trying to point out that a deity doesn't have to necessarily be a named god or goddess right. it can absolutely be this tarot card of the queen of swords and all that that represents which I one of my spiritual mentors calls the queen of swords that bitch uh <laughs> And I, I really love hope that card. so. I love that card. I love her energy. I love what she brings to the table and her strength. And that's like, so that was really my first deity. And I really picked up swords really well. And I had a really hard time with cups. Hmm. Um, it took, I still sometimes struggle with, except for seven of cups. That's definitely like my favorite that is interesting i i am a water sign i'm a pisces i also have a lot of aquarius and air energy in my chart so swords and cups were easy for me but cups was the easiest suit for me and seven of cups was actually is still the hardest card for me to wrap my head around really that suit i that's the only card that Mm. i like can get from that suit it's just it's so creative and individual and like really I feel like it really represents what it means to be an artist mm. in a way and that's part of why I like it so much because like I'm uh like you said I'm a music student um but I'm not a performer I don't play an instrument I do theory and history and well you play a lot of well okay I play also. a lot of instruments but performing is not yes. what I like to do yes um I have learned most of the instruments in band and orchestra, but I don't like performing. And so, but I'm still a musician and I'm still an artist. You're a very studious musician and artist, I would say. Yes. (laughs) Um, But like the Seven of Cups, it's still a card that I relate to. And Hmm. because it's all, it's just about the, the creativity and like letting it flow between all the different aspects of your life. And that's what I do with music is I just tie it into everything else but I'm still an artist through it yes um, absolutely oh yeah I was talking yeah. about learning my tarot deck <laughs> um, yeah and then the major arcana the major arcana was pretty easy to learn I feel like because it makes sense um, Uh, we just got a text from our roommate <laughs> that the new moon today, we're recording this on the day of the new moon on January 12th, and he has just informed us that the new moon is in Capricorn, which <laughs> we were just talking about. So that's fun. <laughs> fun little synchronicity there. That's a, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the major arcana are easy to learn because they are all, they're all archetypes that we interact with so regularly. Absolutely. Um, that like once you have a name for them and an image to go with them, like they're easy to to hone in mm-hmm. on and understand. Especially if you're someone who's interested in union psychology or mm-hmm. anything spiritual, you're most likely to have come across at least some of the archetypes of the major arcana in your life. Absolutely. I was actually taking a psychology class while I was learning my tarot deck. And we spent hmm. a lot of time talking That's about you. That's so very interesting. Um, I yes, I was taking a psychology class, and we talked about um, how Jung's concept of archetypes, like you can see all of them within yourself. Mm-hmm. And while I'm like learning the major arcana, and it's like all of these are within me in different ways. It was a yes. really fun little like 
parallelism I was able to draw between my intro psych class and my spiritual journey. Um, Hmm. Yeah, that was cool. cool. You're one of my more educated friends in the sense of you are taking the most credits of anyone that I know has gone to school (laughs) and you are taking the most rigorous school. So I'm interested to how that affects how you see the world spiritually as well with everything that you've learned from your more pagan and Wiccan journey? You know, the school that I go... So I go to Southwestern University. It's a little tiny private school um, in Georgetown. And the whole like focus of the school is that it's a liberal arts school. So you take classes in every school of thought. So you're you hmm. a big part of our curriculum is connecting your classes in science with your classes in literature and how the things you're learning like go together with those so my college experience has actually been very good for my spiritual journey because I've learned how to just draw connections between things that seemingly have no relation and at the same time I was learning that everything is related absolutely and so I kind of my like schooling even though it is technically a methodist school we don't take any religious classes or have any like religious input into what we do um and actually have a lot of faculty that are very anti-religious and very like anti-institutional and very open Mm. about it Uh, anti-religious in the sense of pro spiritualism or pro like uh, anti-institutionalized religion yes. and a lot of spiritual okay. educators. Yes, okay. both. Um, so really, being in that institution has been very helpful for me because it's been a lot of just like connecting everything to each other and understanding that everything relates to everything else, even if it doesn't seem like it should. Yes, absolutely. Especially with this idea of archetypes. I've found that the archetypes that you can find in psychology and in the tarot, they're very much so inside of you, but they're all they're also very much so out in the external world. They're mm-hmm. both in the microcosm and the macrocosm of what we experience are these archetypes. And it's really interesting to me that you've had a very anti-establishment anti-patriarchal journey with the thing that started your journey being a card of very archetypal control mm-hmm. and things of that nature yeah i had never really like thought about it and put those things together um but i i don't know i mean like growing up i was raised very like anti-institutional and very much like find your own path do your own thing like don't worry about what everyone else is doing because the rest of the world is you know pretty fucked Hmm. um my dad did a stint in prison for drugs um when i was before before he adopted me and he would constantly be like you know these institutions are set up to make you fail Like, you cannot go into these institutions and trust them. You have to do your own thing and learn for yourself and figure out what actually works. And, like, he was drilling that into me as long as I can remember. Wow. Um, 
So it kind of makes a lot of sense that I shifted to a thought paradigm that was very much not patriarchal or like hierarchical at all instead into a spirituality that is all about the flow and the equality of everything in the world i would say that from my perspective of your spirituality it is now very feminine and matriarchal i would say if anything it is it very much is i um it's really since i started working with persephone i've gotten a lot more of the like like i draw a lot more high priestess cards and i draw a lot more Mm. And I get a lot more, like, feminine... Like, I feel a lot more, like, powerful as a woman. Yeah. You're more attuned to the divine feminine. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, very much. Um, which is kind of a new thing for me. It's really fun. Um, it's very empowering. It's very empowering. And I still definitely, like... I feel like this is the point where I shift to the opposite end of the spectrum and I experience pure like feminine energy for a little bit and then I will like even back out and be better balanced within myself because Mm. I spent so long in such like patriarchal 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 that's a fun word (laughs) yeah it's it's something um I spent so long in those environments and now I'm like completely shifting the opposite way yeah um so you know I'm, I'm at that point in my journey and it will eventually stabilize a little bit and I'll have a better equilibrium of masculine and feminine energies. Yes, which we all have a, a balance of internally and externally and how we express ourselves. But um, I think a lot of people naturally have certain energies to them and a more of a balance of either of them. Um, you're someone who I see as having a lot more feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that things that you're surrounded by when you're growing up or the things that you've gone through do affect how you tend to express those energies externally. Uh, 100%, yeah. I mean, I didn't... I grew up with a teacher mom, so, like, my mother figure was a very authoritative and, like, structured, not so much of a nurturing figure. So, like, now my energy is very much nurturing and motherly and like you are the mom friend yeah you are absolutely the mom (laughs) friend because and i think that's definitely part of it is because growing up i didn't really ever have that um and so then i was like i have to do that for everybody i'll be everybody's mom yes also side (laughs) note i'm sorry if we're sniffly our entire house got a cold this weekend um so that's yeah, fun. Everybody was Sorry sick. about that. <laughs> um, how did your spiritual journey evolve from where it started to this more divine feminine matriarchal? I know you said you, you mentioned you work with Persephone. Um, how did your journey yes. evolve into being what it is now? Um, I think... So after I after I like learned my tarot deck and got comfortable with that, I realized that I needed more tools and I needed like more to help me be better and be more spiritual and be stronger in my energy and my spirituality. Um, and so I started getting into like I started collecting crystals and I started getting really, really into herbal magic, mm. um, which is a very it's a very like feminine nurturing motherly 
energy yes. in that. So like all of the spell jars that I make are all just combinations of fresh herbs and oils with different intentions in them and everything because they all do different things. Um, and it was really easy for me to get into that because all of the effect, like all of the spiritual effects that plants have can also be seen in their physical effects. Like rosemary helps to get rid of negative energy. It also is a natural antibacterial and helps hmm. rid bacteria from wounds. So like... I did not know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, and like lavender is, you know, a calming herb and it, mm. it relaxes energy. It's also like lavender topicals can heal rashes. Yes, very and much And stuff so. like that. Like all, all of the qualities that they have are also physical, tangible things. So when I still was exploring and like trying to figure out what exactly I... I believed in what I vibed with. That was a very easy one to be like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like, because it just connects that way. Um, and so I got really into herbalism. And my favorite thing to do is just like make little protection jars for people and make, you know, protection potions. And what do you tend to, what is your process for making those if you don't mind talking about that? Um, usually I will, so I'll start with a list of what I, like, what I think is needed from, from this jar. And it's, you know, usually I need to, um, expel negativity. I need to, um, yeah. I need to, you know, calm anxiety. I need to help encourage love. Um, different things like that and then I'll go and I'll find which herbs do those things and I'll um, light a candle depending on usually uh, usually for protection spells I'll do blue candles hmm. um, and I'll light a candle and I'll light a sage incense to keep the space clear and I'll set the jar next to my selenite wand um, and I'll just for every herb I will hold it in my hand and meditate over it with the intention that I want and then put it in the jar. Um, and then I seal it with the wax from the candle that I've burned the whole time. Um, and then I'll put, I'll like paint on it and I'll paint sigils on it and everything. And then I will charge it under the full moon. Um, I'll let it sit outside for a night under the full moon and I'll meditate over it and do a a charging with it and I'll to charge it I'll use all of the elements so I'll sit on the ground and I'll call on the earth and then I'll call on the water to cleanse it and I'll usually use moon water um, I'll use sage incense to call on air and I'll have a candle burning usually white since it's a, a charging um, and to call on fire and I'll charge it and then I will give it to whoever it needs to go to and I'll recharge it on full moons um, very cool yeah it's a lot of fun um, we've got a protection jar in our kitchen yes we do yeah I think that's a very that's a very caring and nurturing sort of feminine like boon giving process of making something of that energy to give to someone else it's, and I think that's really, like, that is always where I've felt 
the most like I feel like my energy is going to the best thing when I do stuff like that for and other if, people for other people or even for or for myself but anytime mm-hmm. that it's a protection a yes. um, a self-love jar or um, anything positive and nurturing that I can do and put somewhere and like give to someone and be like this is going to help this will do something and I can control it like it just makes me feel so good because I know that I'm doing something and I know that I'm putting my energy to the best use and I feel like that makes them stronger because I absolutely yeah because I'm so invested in it and I I feel so strongly about it that makes them stronger and that that can only aid in your intentions right and intention Mm is 90% of spell work I would say right absolutely intention and visualization like Mm-hmm. anything else like you can do anything if you have really good intention and you can visualize what you want very clearly yeah I know a lot of people actually have trouble visualizing I certainly did in the beginning is that something that has come naturally to you um I feel like I embrace kind of an abstract vis- visualization hmm. like it doesn't because experience is not just sight experience we have five senses to sense with and experience things with some people would argue that we have more than (coughs) five physical senses also definitely we but if we're talking purely on like experience what everybody can agree is experience it's what you sense around you so in the visualization of any magic if you can feel the shift of energy or you can you know feel the wind rush a little harder even if it's not or you can feel like the weight in your hands pick up because you're holding so much energy in you or you're moving Mm -hmm. it somewhere like that's still visualization that's still strong visualization that's still enough to solidify it so like I don't you know, when, when I do rituals, I, I visualize the energy flow, but I don't ever, like, see myself with the energy on me. I close my eyes and see the energy moving through the dark. Hmm. Do, you, do you usually tend to work with the energy that is around you, or you said you call on the moon? Um, mm-hmm. Do you do any, like, individual, like, I guess what I'm asking is, do you work from your own energy very often? I know I know a lot of people, including myself, tend to work with their own energy and sort of what they can call forth. And there's, I feel like, a little bit of a separation in how some people work with, uh, they tend to call on other things or work with the energy that is around them or invoking mm-hmm. certain things more often than themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I use a lot of, like I said, I use a lot of tools. So, like, I will use my own energy and then also burn a sandalwood incense to bring extra grounding energy into it and then I will also light a red candle to bring more powerful more like fire energy into it so I'll use my own energy primarily and then use other things to add to it and I'll pull energy from the things around me but Mm. usually natural things so like the moon and herbs and crystals 
Very cool. And things like that. Um, one thing I wanted to mention uh, when you were talking about visualization specifically is I think one of the things that helps me so much in anything that I'm working with um, <clears throat> is being able to feel those things that you were feeling or visualizations like you were saying of um, feeling like the energy more heavy in your hands or just feeling like something is working in a certain way like the wind picking up and being able to not give in to the little voice in your mind that's like that's just a fucking coincidence being able to sit in like the awe of it and being like holy shit i'm doing stuff Mm -hmm. that's so cool that that just appreciation of the fact that you're actually making change is probably the most helpful thing for me in any of my spell work or any Mm -hmm. of anything that i do yeah, that's something that took me a really long time. Um, and I think that's part of that was part of my like my journey with herbal magic was was that you know, when I was like, oh, I, I burned this this lavender incense and now I'm not having a panic attack anymore. Yeah. You know, I couldn't just be like, oh, that's just dumb because lavender actually does do that. It actually does calm things down. So it just, it took a while of like logicking myself through it and being like, well, this thing is happening. Yes, it's actually happening. Doing enough trial and error to actually decide that it's something that you're doing. Right. Yeah. And, and being able to just like, if like sitting and meditating and, and feeling something just being able, like accepting that it's happening while you're meditating and anything could happen at any point ever but since this thing happened while you were meditating and focusing your energy like obviously it was supposed to happen then yes also one thing i would like to mention is getting too excited and being like if you were to be meditating on something um this has happened for me specifically when i was younger like 16 trying to do astral projection because i read about it on the internet (laughs) feeling the start of like you feel like it's working and you're like oh my god oh my god holy shit it's working and that can also kind of take your focus away from it because now you're just like oh my god um mm-hmm. it's good to be able to feel awe and to feel excited and be like oh my god i'm still doing it but having focus with it and still being able to keep your intention it's always a balance of all of the things that you're putting into it from your intention to just that awe and knowing and confidence that you're doing it without fucking it up by (laughs) by being overexcited or by not focusing your intent by focusing too much about just how well it's working Mm -hmm. um it's always a healthy balance of all of those things in any part of life and in any part of magic or spellcraft yeah well i think that kind of comes in stages you go from like denial you know that's not happening because of me it's just happening to holy shit this is happening because of me that's so cool to yeah i did that that's what i do this is how it works yeah and i feel like that's the stage where shit really pops off when you're like yeah i'm a fucking magus we're good we're doing like this is what happened i'm gonna look at this candle and the flame's gonna move because i made it yeah like that that's just how it is and you get to that point and you're just like oh I can I can do whatever I want 
Yes, and absolutely. then it's it's less of a holy shit, it's working, and it's more of a it better be working or <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, how is uh, how does your story evolve from there to Persephone and your more? Uh, you were talking about your your protect your protection jars and some of your more uh, feminine rituals and mm. and invocations. Well, I guess Persephone. So Persephone just kind of found me, I guess. I, you know, I had known, like, I know that Sam works with his specific deities and our, our other roommate Jake works with his specific deities. And I had been kind of thinking, like, maybe I want to find someone, but who do I, who do I vibe with? Who would I call on? And I was, I remember this so vividly. I was sitting in the swing in the front yard of Destiny's house our other roommate um and it was night and i was just kind of looking around and then i was like i'm gonna get on pinterest you know so why would i do that but i did and i was gonna look at tarot spreads and the first two things that popped up were the first one was um about healing from a lost relationship and this was right after i had told jay that he needed to go get his shit together um, and I had just gotten out of something. And then the second one was questions for Persephone. And I was like, okay, mm. so I guess I need to, I guess Persephone is important. And then I started reading about her and her, one of the main offerings to give her is rosebuds. And my middle name is Rose. Um, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, she, you know, black crystals are associated with her, and I have four different black crystals in my on my altar. I think. Um, you and, also wear a lot of, black. and I wear a lot of black, <laughs> and black and red, yes. which is my only other color. Um, and I was like, okay, so maybe maybe Persephone is is where it's at um, it all just kind of like hit at once and I was like okay um, and then I did the questions for Persephone spread and one of the cards was um, who do you like what energy do you represent and what energy can Persephone represent and I drew queen of swords huh. for the energy that I represent <laughs> and I was like okay sick we're going with it that bitch right that bitch and then for what energy can Persephone represent it was the high priestess wow and I was like okay so she she is who I need then <laughs> I guess this is what's going on um and then I just it it's just been so easy to to call on her and and feel her energy working with mine and I feel since I after that I, I did a, a like invocation of her under the full or not under the full moon under the the new moon and I I did an offering to her and since then I have felt so that was really when the like shift happened when I've like hmm. really felt just like empowered and like being feminine Very cool. and like that happening so like we've just we've just been vibing since then i would also like to point out i am not connected to persephone at all in the past um but when we moved into the house that we all live in now one of our neighbors a little bit down our road has a statue out front that's it's too far away it's like a big statue you can see it from the road but you can't really tell who or what it's supposed to be and the first time I saw it, the only thing in my head, the first thing in my head was, that's Persephone. 
I have no <laughs> idea why. I've never been connected to her before. And this is right around the time that all of this would be happening that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. She just kind of came, she just kind of fell in my lap as like, I started to question the universe and be like, who, who do I need? And it was like, here, this is who you need. Very um, cool. Yeah. And it was just a very easy. Very cool to have that sort of support easy. system. It Yes. It felt very good. I felt very supported and cared for. And it made me feel like everything that I've done up to this point has been good. Because it was like that's a good feeling to have. I'm being that. That's the one. Given this, I'm being cared for. Like I'm being listened to, and I'm doing something right because I didn't get completely fucked over when I tried to invoke Persephone. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how does your um, how does your music education tie in with all of this and your your spiritual beliefs? I think that music is everything and everywhere and part of everybody absolutely um in a sense of vibration and just in general and just in general yeah the expression of emotion the the first one of the first like music literature classes that i took we we were talking about how the ancient greeks viewed music and it was um music of the humans which is the the music that exists because of the vibration between you and everything you interact with. Um, Mm. If sound is made by vibration and you move and that causes vibration, then on some level there is sound coming from that. And that sound is music. So there's music coming from your movements and the things you interact with. There's music coming from the the spheres of the planets and their movement between each other and there's music that's created by humans as sound from instruments um and getting that lesson it it kind of just immediately made sense yeah he was like here's how it is and i was like yeah that's that is how it is you're right um because music is just a combination of sound and silence which is what we live our entire lives through um so any the rest versus the active creative expression right right the the sound the act of doing things the the creating things versus the silence of of rest and recharging and all of that stuff um and you know, if, a, if every song can make you feel something, even if it's disgust because it's a bad song, like it still mm-hmm. makes you feel something. And I think realizing that and realizing that there is inherently music in everything, like it's the same as there's inherently my energy in everything. My energy yes. is everywhere music is everywhere it all just it just makes sense that music is life music is all of it Mm -hmm. um especially if you see the world from this very new agey not it's not really that new agey but the the idea of vibration and that everything is vibration and that everything causes vibration and you can sort of interact with that mm -hmm. that is really all that music is on a certain level is that vibration right right and you mentioned the the spheres before and the music of the spheres which is something that 
the music of the spheres specifically is something that I am pretty interested in. I don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from what I've heard, the music of the spheres in Greek mythology and Greek thought is that the music of the spheres is what you hear from the planets, being that the planets were their deities. Those were the celestial bodies. Those are named after them, even though most of our planets that we uh, know them as now have the Roman names of the deities. But the music of the spheres is um, something that only the gods may hear. And it's something that is sort of the idea of vibration and the higher vibrations and the higher realms. Um, And you were talking a little bit about Persephone. Um, There are many different deities that myself and people that I know may follow that follow this sort of tradition of the music of the spheres and that knowingness above everything, which I think is something that sort of ties the music of the humans that you were talking about and the music of the spheres is sort of that as above, so below, and sort of Mm -hmm. that dualistic sense of the music of the gods versus the music of the more physicality that we embody as we are now. For sure. There's just, there's so many parallels between how music is thought about and how music is, is interpreted by people. Like, music has been used in in war times to to rally nations and to like rally people and bring them together and make them feel better and magic has also been used in times like that to bring protection and to bring ease and to calm anxiety like they do very similar things music is a expression of a feeling and specific energy put into a way that anybody can can take it and do whatever they want with it it's just another passing of energy it's just another like relation of energy between all of the people and all of the things in the world yes absolutely um i know you're more of a um uh what is the word for that i guess you're more of a you're more of a educated musician you're more of a professionally taught mm-hmm. musician um, in a day and age of I think a lot of self-taught and a lot of more am- I don't think amateur is the right word in the sense of uh, I feel like that if you say someone is an amateur musician it feels like they're sort of like not as skilled but an amateur yeah. musician in the sense of maybe not being te- taught as as formally as you have been yeah, my thing about that, though, is that, you know, we're taught, everybody that does music in America, that, like, goes through a school will be taught the same ways to look at music, and all of it comes from a white male point of view, and it's yes. about white masculine music. A patriarchal it is point a, of view. Yes, and that's, I mean, I love music, and I love being a music student, but the culture of music is so whitewashed and patriarchal. Like, just because you don't know music theory doesn't mean you don't know music. Music theory can't even begin to cover the music of the Harlem Renaissance. Hmm. Like, it'll look at classical music theory, will look at Harlem Renaissance music and say, no, it's wrong. 
but it's not wrong. Yeah. It's still music. So, like, there just is because no wrong you don't. In music. Right. So, like, just because you don't. Like, knowing theory helps. Knowing, being able to work with notes and work with sounds and make them happen the way you want them to is important. But I really just think there should be other ways of learning it and it should be more accessible and it shouldn't be a, a privileged thing to learn music theory. Yeah. And like learn how it works. Like, and there's no reason for that. I do think that we live in an age where you can learn anything on the internet and you could successfully learn music theory purely from YouTube videos or from free things that you find on the internet. But mm -hmm. there is something to be said about structured education and learning things sequentially. Yes, especially with music because every, I mean, everything is built around the fact that 440 hertz is an A. Yeah. That, you need to know that and then you need to know how that changes to a B and then you need to know, like, you just have to build all of the hmm. steps on it, you know, before you can really get at big things. And that's, it's just so unfortunate that, like, you can't get that easily. And, hmm. like, musicians have to struggle not knowing that because it's so elitist. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would consider myself an amateur musician. Um, Although we have talked about you training me. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to write lesson plans. Yes, gonna, yeah. which I'm excited for. But I, it is a totally different thing being someone that I have a bunch of instruments and I know how to play all of them, at least a little bit. Um, and it all came from either people that I just know that have played that instrument and they've showed me stuff or like songs that I've learned on the instrument or just things that I've learned on the internet. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like knowing music on a deeper level would definitely change how I viewed the spiritual reality and just the vibration of things. Because yeah. I, I'm someone who listens to those, uh, I don't even know what to properly call them, but like the <laughs> frequencies that you like meditate and sleep to, that you yeah. can find on YouTube. Um, you said how? What is an A? What what hurts? Okay, I've definitely seen that in in those spiritual like frequency videos, just vibrating mm -hmm. at that For sure. hertz level. Yes. I wonder how. Do you know anything about that? <coughs> I wonder how that would change my perception about the world. Um, personally. that is the easiest note to get perfectly in tune on any instrument. Huh. Very cool. <laughs> That is the most stable note in all of the ranges of all of the instruments is that specific A. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so I'm sure that that definitely has something to do with with helping you sleep and helping you meditate and yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. I was going to tie what you were saying about music to spirituality in a completely different way, though, because you were talking about, you know, amateurs not having like having the tools, but not having the the education but yeah. you know being a witch is all about finding your tools and figuring out how they work yeah, and figuring out how to put absolutely. them together like it's the same as learning music you you pick up a you pick up a pendulum and you think okay now what do i do with this and you you mess with it and see if, and then it starts giving you answers to things 
But if you had, you know, a teacher that said, here is a pendulum, here is how you activate it, here is how it works, here is what you should ask it, like, you would get to that so much faster. Yes. But you still get there, and you still pick up that tool and use it and figure it out in your own way. And it's the same with learning music. You pick up a keyboard and everybody looks at it completely differently, but you still just use the tool and and figure it out and figure out how to use it and get you to where you want to be. Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's pretty natural for people to know music and these sort of things anyway. Not even just sort of like intuitively knowing them, but just being that we create music constantly by living in our world and by being spiritual and physical beings that when you are able to express your music a little bit even just the little bit that you can learn naturally and by just plucking away at the guitar or the piano or whatever is very personal and that's something mm-hmm. that can affect a lot of people's style musically and otherwise you can even look at that magically and like spiritually if you do these sort of rituals and these sort of things it may come it may come to you a specific way to do something that you may not have heard from anyone else that just feels more like you. Yeah, I think there's there's <clears throat> definitely merit to, in anything that you're doing, just figuring it out and asking your own questions and like taking your own route to get there. Because yes, if absolutely. everyone else has that has done it before has done it, like obviously you can get there you have so much to like base your knowledge and like we're in we're intuitive creatures Mm -hmm. naturally so like you you hear something even the most like non-musically inclined people will get songs stuck in their head yeah and like and you can carry a beat you can tap your leg you can fucking like you can you can can do do that even if you don't have rhythm you can feel a tempo Right, and like, there's just so much merit to just like going with that and and doing your thing with it, because that is your expression. If it is the most natural expression of your energy and your emotions, then it is art, and it is beautiful, yes. and it is something to be put out in the world. One thing that I could not credit who said this for the life of me. I read this retweeted on Twitter, uh, said by someone else, like not even the original person. Um, I think the quote was, if art is how we decorate space, music is how we decorate time. I love that. And I think that that's very accurate in the sense of, I think personally that music is the most accurate and clear expression of emotions artistically Mm -hmm. and physically that you can accomplish. No, 100% music. Like, if you need to feel something there is a song for it yes like if you need to hear something there is a song that will say it to you like there is music for whatever it is that you need and whatever it is that you need to express and feel like 100 percent. and i i think that ties into more than just music too like even just how you express yourself and your energy on a day-to-day basis, like how you carry yourself and how you walk and how you dress and everything is sort of an expression of the music that is your soul and like Mm -hmm. that you are at your core, right? Yeah. How you want to live and be seen. 
yeah, it's all it's all about the individual expression and how you do it and how you put it out there and music is just the most pure way to do it and everyone has music inside of them everybody has a song that they're expressing all the time yeah i agree even when i'm just not listening to anything and i don't have a song stuck in my head i have a general vibe like Sometimes I'll just have like a cool groovy bass line in my head when I'm feeling really chill Like not even maybe like on an actual level like I have a specific bass line in my head But like I feel like I at least personally express myself very musically like internally And even if there's not something playing I'm bobbing my head to something that is happening internally Well that's just like the easiest way to catch a vibe is just put a song on Yeah absolutely That's that is the easiest like everybody can agree that like if you need something there is a vibe in music somewhere that you can put on for background noise and like do it yes. like there's music is so important <laughs> yeah absolutely and i don't know too much about how it ties into like sacred geometry and how the world is built i know there's definitely a correlation with music and nature and mm-hmm. the structure of reality in that sort of thing it is a very primordial thing and a very like spiritual and deep thing that's internally in all of us to have a form of music and if you look at music as decorating time in that sense we all have a way that we decorate our own time internally and externally and yeah i think that all of us and just our personification of ourselves is just a form of music in a way yeah well i mean if you look at like all of our roommates different rooms oh my and then fucking god listen to the music that they have playing in their room at any even point it like it makes so it much makes sense. so much sense i came by your room earlier and you were just listening to mac miller and yeah. i had cane hill going in my room yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely like... i have a i have a playlist that i just made on spotify called i just swept my floor and it's for the vibe <laughs> Uh, I I live in a my room is hardwood floor so I have a very specific vibe and feeling that I get when I sweep my floor and I'm just like admiring my clean room and that is the playlist (laughs) for that that's how I'm gonna decorate that time of my life that's so good (laughs) yes absolutely every like everybody if you look at somebody's bedroom and then they have a playlist going you're always like wow that makes sense that's them can I just say, like, no offense to anyone who maybe has this, but people with boring bedrooms kind of just annoy me. Yeah, you know? like what? How like, do you live that way? I, yeah, like I said, you're this primordial, like, musical, expressive being, and like, I don't, I personally don't know how to live any other way than expressing that no i like as soon as we moved into this house everybody in our house like immediately decorated their rooms yeah and, like put everything up and like made it look because like it has to feel like your space to mm-hmm. be comfortable absolutely um and like blank walls and a, a bed and a chair is like that's not anybody yeah you have so much more to you than that mm-hmm it Absolutely. doesn't matter who you are. You have so much more to you than that. Yeah. Even if you... I'm someone who likes a lot of knickknacks around the rooms. Even if you're someone who's very, like, maybe more minimalistic and you don't like to have too many things up on your walls or whatever, I there has to be something 
it has to identify you in some way. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't like the idea of moving into a space and it just looking like that space that you moved into. Right, the whole like time. it needs to look like my space. Yeah. It needs to be identifiably mine. We are very we are both very artistic people though. Yes. And we are both very witchy people and people that express themselves very heavily in the space around them i don't know many witchy people that aren't also artistic yeah i feel like most witchy people that i know are also very like eclectic in any of their houses that i've been to there's so many like knickknacks and little things going on and and things on the walls and pretty colors yes absolutely every time the things hanging from the ceiling their house is just full of cute little dragons and little oh, animals and cool cute. things hanging from the ceiling. That's and like, awesome. It just it feels so good if you can go into a place and be like, wow, this feels like them. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think every, every I'm very energetically sensitive and mm-hmm. empathic. So at, for me personally, every room feels different. Every room has yes. its own vibe and own, own energy. And you can feel it walking into the room. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever walked into a room and you, that saying that you can, like, the tension in the air, you can cut it with a knife? Yeah, you can. Literally. Literally, like, you walk in and you're like, you oh, ever I'm walk into a room <laughs> and it's heavy and it's dense? Mm-hmm. Like, that is not how I want my space to feel. No. I want my space to feel light and jazzy and like I just swept my fucking floor. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it, it, man. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I want my space to feel like happy and groovy. And it has to be cozy, too. It has to be it cozy. It has to be soft. I have, <laughs> I have a plushie hanging up right above us in my room uh, from The Legend of Zelda. It has to be cute. Yeah, something has to be cute. There's little plants. Yes, awesome. Uh, plants, plants are plants. amazing. Dude, fuck. to a plant is the coolest thing ever. Yes. They are awesome. Just having plants in your space also just changes the energy of the room so heavily. So heavily. And, oh my fucking God, have you ever seen those things that people can hook up to plants and they play their own music? Yes. Dude, yes. That's Everything so has great. an expression Everything of music. Everything has music. And, and also, like, plants will grow better to certain music. Yes, like, that's absolutely. how you know that the effects um, are real. Plantasia? What's the subtitle for Plantasia? What is it? Warm uh, Earth Music for Plants and the People Who Love Them, or something like that. <laughs> that's, yeah. And honestly, the, the music that you can hear, like, but I don't know if anyone's seen this. There's these things that I've seen, like, on Instagram and stuff. It's a little device that you can like clip to a plant and it's a little wire and it'll play music that I don't know how it's gathered from the plant. I could not tell you anything about it other than that, but it's beautiful and it sounds very like light and like it sounds like what you would think grass would sound like. And if you've ever heard like Plantasia or any of there's a bunch of music that you can find on the internet that's for plants and stuff like that. It sounds very similar. It's very like, it's very bubbly and energetic and like peaceful, and it's very um, uplifting that's exactly in a way. What plants are? That's what they feel yes. like too. Yes, they just absolutely. feel so like they make you happy. They mm-hmm. make you. They make your like energy boost a little bit. Yeah. And, like they're so good. There's something to be said about tying in 
how you're expressing yourself in your space and things that also may express their own music and vibration and energy in your space like plants mm. or like art or things art. that you want on your walls I that is, love yes. that I have a wall that is just art that other people have made for me and I yes. want to just fill it up because that just brings their energy into the room just a little bit yes also music that people have showed you and just music in general playing in a space I think is a lot more powerful than a lot of people may think mm -hmm. it is like I know a lot of people who may be starting out on a witchy spiritual magical journey thinking that maybe you have to burn white sage or burn whatever to cleanse the space or do a very specific thing you can do whatever works you can even just play really good music and sing along to it and that's a mm -hmm. great way to affect the energy and music of the space around you oh yeah using sound to clear up energy works so well Very i well. always play music when i'm cleaning and cleansing like. yes one thing i do when i'm cleansing a space the first thing that i do is i have a little singing bowl or anything that you can use to make a sound and you sort of kind of just loosen the energy of a room up mm -hmm. and just the space the feeling of the space just kind of give it a little shake and that's really like honestly the most powerful way that i've found to loosen up the energy of a space and to make a space feel different is mm -hmm. to play a form of music or vibration in it i really like playing turnover while i'm cleansing <sighs> You play it's Turnover so much. I love that Such band. a good vibe. Yeah, like, the vibe is so just happy and go with it <laughs> and, like, chill. Like, that's the vibe I want when I cleanse. I need to send you my I Just Swept the Floor playlist. I do need it's that It's a playlist. good playlist for that. Okay. It's very cool. good. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very <laughs> sunshine, happy vibe. I need more of that. Yes. Uh, also, back to the whole music affects everything. Everybody everybody has a song that they listen to and think wow i can never listen to this song without thinking of this person yeah and we absolutely. all hate it and that is i'm sure there's still people that aren't convinced that music is everything do you know what our fucking roommate told me this morning oh no logan told me that jake says that music is boring that's right he, says he that doesn't music like is music I don't, I don't fucking get it i don't I, understand how do you just not like like how is there not he hasn't found he hasn't found his music yet he's showed me songs that he likes too like i will play music and he'll be like you would like this this song and then he'll sing along to it like yeah. he's genuinely seems like he likes music but i guess that that is to say that we are very artistic and musical people and i guess there are people that aren't um, but that's fucking insane it's to so, me. And it's so strange because he's so he's such a powerful witch. And he's, he's he, so he sings witchy. all the he time. He sings too. all the time. I guess I just like, need to have him on and question him about yeah, it. Yeah, he. I don't we understand. Just need to get into that with him. Yeah, I guess no matter <laughs> no matter how well you think you understand the universe, there's gonna be someone on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. That's They're always absolutely. Because everything is real and everything is also fake. Yeah. So it's, like if you believe the more new agey and chaos magic beliefs about things is that your beliefs are what reality is and what you think your reality is is exactly what it's gonna be. So if you think that magic isn't real and any of the shit that I talk about on this show or that we've been talking about 
is absolutely fake and then you try it for yourself, it's not going to fucking gonna work. work. It's absolutely fake then if you think it is. But if you think that that might sort of be possible and you're able to set your doubt aside for anything and practice it, you can probably blow your own mind and learn things that you might not have ever touched before. 100%. Same goes with making music. Yeah, if absolutely. You look at it and you think... No, that's that doesn't sound good because it hasn't been done and it's not gonna work. Then yeah, it's not gonna work. But if you're just like, I want these sounds because they make me happy and they make the sounds I want, then it's gonna be good music. That's also to say that you don't have to be a grand magus or a great musician to do good music or magic or anything because it is something that's internally just in you. And it is something that is a natural expression of you. And like I said earlier about knowing and being confident that your things are going to work, I think that that is a really big thing that tied into that for me is feeling like I don't have to practice doing this spell or doing this manifestation all of the time to get it unless I think I do because it's naturally like that is what I am that is the expression of me that's what my soul is you can just do it anyway just do it that's been my thing with that once I got over that hurdle yeah it was a lot easier to just like do witchcraft as soon as you think that you can do it you can do it you can do it as soon as you're just like this is this is gonna happen I know how this works yes like your beliefs truly do create your reality and it's like like I said even if you believe something there's always gonna be a little bit of doubt even now there are times where I doubt the things that I do and the spiritual things that I've learned from years of knowing it mm-hmm. and it's just it's just something that happens but if you are able to tap into that knowing and that sense of like I'm, I'm, I'm that bitch it'll fucking work it's good then yeah. it's gonna work it's fine that your beliefs truly do create your reality in that way and that if you have that knowing that your life is good and that good things happen to you, that's probably going to be what you experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that was my cat. <laughs> you, they, they, he's probably meowed into the mic at least once. Oh, for sure. I hope that you can hear him on the podcast. That would be cute. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? I'm, I think I'm comfortable I wrapping this up. I feel good, yeah. Cool. That was, that was a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed I'm that. glad to have you on. Yes. Love to have you I on. Had in a the good future. time. Thanks for letting me ha- be on. Yes, this is the first guest podcast of the Peace Out Podcast. Um, my name is Sam. This is my friend Abby. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. I'll catch you guys later.